singers and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to our study in the book of Romans, moving on to verses 8 through 10 of chapter 1. In the opening seven verses of this first chapter, Paul put down his personal greetings to the Roman church. Now, here in these verses, he expresses his longing to visit them. Here now is what Paul writes. Let me say, first of all, that wherever I go, I hear you being talked about, for your faith in God is becoming known around the world. How I thank God, through Jesus Christ, for this good report, and for each one of you. God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night I bring you and your needs in prayer to the one I serve with all my might, telling others the good news about his Son. And one of the things I keep on praying for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you, and, if possible, that I will have a safe trip. One small child in a land of a thousand. One small dream of a Savior tonight. One small hand reaching out to Savior of love. 
word had spread throughout the empire that many in Rome were turning to Christ. So many, in fact, that it disturbed the emperors. And later on, persecution began. But what a testimony this church in Rome had at the beginning. Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Prayer is a great tool given to all believers. It is not given as a tool to unbelievers except the initial prayer to receive Christ. All believers should use the tool of prayer. God is released to work as we pray. A Christian professor in a Christian seminary was once asked if he ever prayed. He thought a while and then answered, No, I don't think so. I can't imagine a person calling himself a Christian and teaching the Bible and not praying. I suspect that that man had no personal relationship with the Lord. His study of the Bible was only academic. Paul prayed. He thanked his God. Gratitude is an important part of prayer. Paul writes in verse 8 of chapter 1 of Romans, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. Prayer was Paul's practice. He prayed often and regularly. He said, God is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. Here in verse 8, he thanked God for the quality of the faith of those Roman Christians. The reputation of their faith had spread throughout the Roman Empire. Paul didn't even know most of the people to whom he wrote this letter. He hadn't founded the church at Rome. He didn't meet them until perhaps as much as almost three years later. He prays for people he doesn't know. We tend to pray only for our acquaintances. Paul prayed beyond personal acquaintances, and he thanked God for their strong, exemplary faith. Perhaps all of us who pray need to hear that. Be encouraged to pray, certainly for people you know, but also for people you don't know, for those who are strangers to you. So that's the first point I wanted to focus on from verse 7, pray. And don't miss the privilege of praying also for people who are strangers to you. Now, second observation, also about prayer. Notice Paul thanks God for their faith. It was their faith. Why didn't he thank them? Why thank God? The answer is because their faith was an evidence of God's grace. It was God who had given them faith. They hadn't deserved it at all. God in grace gave it. The fact that faith is a gift of God is most important. We have a tendency to say that grace comes from God and faith from man. Grace is God's part and faith is man's. It's true that we have to exercise faith, but the ability to do that is a gift of God. Salvation is made up of grace and faith, and both, according to Paul in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, are a gift. So Paul properly thanks God for the faith of the Roman Christians. A third observation from Paul's words in this eighth verse of Romans 1, also about prayer, 
Apparently, prayers are mediated through Jesus Christ. Paul wrote, I thank my God through Jesus Christ. The fact that Jesus Christ is mediator comes up often in this letter. Paul mentions it first in verse 5 of this chapter. There he writes that God mediates grace through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God gives grace. He disposes unmerited favor, but he does it through Jesus Christ. So God uses Christ as mediator to give grace to us. Christ is mediator for God. But Christ is also mediator for us when we pray. Not only does God use him as mediator, we use him as mediator too. God gives grace through him and we pray through him. You see the importance of the fact that Christ is our mediator. He becomes our mediator at conversion, at the time we receive God's grace. He is not our mediator before conversion. If that's true, then God does not hear the prayers of the unsaved except the prayers of faith at the time of conversion when God's grace is accepted. That's why I said at the beginning of this program that prayer is a tool given to believers only. I know there are many examples of people who do not know Jesus but who in dire straits pray and God seems to answer. I say he seems to answer. I don't believe it's an answer to that prayer at all. Anyone who doesn't believe in Christ and comes to God in prayer and says, Our Father, God must think, I wonder who he's talking to. I'm not his father. His father is the devil. I say again, prayers are mediated through Jesus Christ. If Jesus isn't your mediator, then your prayers to God don't get through. It's as simple as that. The same is true of saving grace. God's saving grace is mediated through Christ. There is no other way to receive it. Salvation comes only through Jesus Christ. There is no other mediator. There is no other way of salvation. There is no other way to God except through his mediator, Jesus Christ. If he is not your mediator, a proper prayer is for God to extend his grace to you and give you the faith to believe in him and receive him.
radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.